We should probably introduce ourselves at yeah, this that's point. That's a good idea. How I don't know at what point <laughs> where I'm going to play this in because that's all gold back there. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. That's a lot. From the very beginning when I hit record, everything was golden from the <laughs> from, from the moment we started. <laughs> all right. What's your name, bro? Um, so this is this is Infinite Pulp. My name is Aaron. And I am Max. Hi, everybody. <laughs> We're back in your ears again. Um. We're going to talk about food again. We decided that that's tonight's topic. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to watch what's on TV right now, and it's, I'm having a hard time concentrating. It's a good scene. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. We talked about uh, food a little bit with Adam a few weeks ago. Um, that was about top five favorite fast food items. And today, it's just Max and I, but we're going to continue with some food topics, and we're going to talk about... Um, just I'm, I'm, what the whole point of today is, is I'm going to propose Max questions about different food items and he's going to tell me what his thoughts are and we're going to argue about it and it's going to be good. This is uh, a very short and friendly way of saying that my blood pressure <laughs> is going to be so high. It's going to be great for this entire <laughs> yeah. episode. So please feel relaxed and happy. Get yourself a drink that makes you comfortable yeah. and cozy because I'm, like I'm about to be very, very stressed yeah. and you and, should be situated to enjoy that. <laughs> We will be taking a, a break for more drinks because I'm about out of my beer, and this <laughs> needs to be a episode where we sip and drink beer. Yes. In spirit of the very first time I had this conversation with somebody, um, my friend and I were in a brewery playing Jenga, and we talked about whether or not we started out with talking about whether or not the uh, the existence of half of a sandwich was actually something that could be like real if something like a half a sandwich actually exists um it doesn't um, we'll get to that in a second though um and then we talked about what makes a sandwich because we kind of went down that path and we spent about three hours on just that singular topic and I so also we want you to feel free to be outraged with me, dear listeners. Like, if he says this nonsensical stuff that's outright wrong, get mad. Let us hear about it because it's going to happen a you know, lot. Or just open your hearts up and allow yourselves <laughs> to be enlightened with the the just, you know, we don't want to come into this conversation with any preconceptions about what makes something. That's the point, you know. The fact that the tomato is a fruit is still maddening, but it's true. So just because mm. it's maddening does not make it true. And I think that's that's the whole point of w- where I want to come from. Um, so with that, we're going to kick it off with a little bit of a game because uh, Max and I spent the majority of the time we spent together already talking about movies, and I've been watching a, a movie. So um, it's time for Max to guess what it is. Speaking of high blood pressure. Yeah. No pressure at all. This is fine. Yeah. So here's how it works. <clears throat> Max gets five uh, questions, two guesses, two clues, and anything else that we decide we want to put in there because we get to make up the rules as we go. Um, the score right now is five to four. I think we're just going to call it that because I'm pretty sure I'm ahead by one. I don't think you got last, last one's right. No, I definitely didn't. Last week was well, two weeks ago in real life, but the last session was embarrassing. It was bad. It was embarrassing. Yeah. You guys will be listening to that soon um so i am i am watching i'm watching a movie which i decided was what 
what we were going to do with this. Yeah. And that's actually very generous of him to tell me that because I don't even normally get to know if it's a movie or TV show. That's normally something I have to suss out. Um, so that's cool. I, I have a free leg up to begin with, which is great. Um, help dust off some of the rust, scrub it away a little bit. Um, my first question, I suppose, is, is it live action? Yes. Yes, it is. Excellent. Is it a part of a larger series? Ooh, it is a part of a larger series. Okay. Was it released after the year 2000? It was not. Give me a clue. Um, even though this is the second entry, it happens prior to the first Ooh. entry in the series. Ooh. That's that's that is a good clue because I gave you two different things there. Yeah, that's a real good clue. But uh, I think it's juicy. fair. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and give me another hint. Okay. Burn them both right now. Two hints, both in, hints, a hints in a row. I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't yeah. have my second hint ready to go yet. Hold on. Hold on a moment. Um. Hmm. The first several installments of this came out around the same time, but all the ones after that came out far out, many years after. There was a gap between the first three and all of them after that. So when you say this, can I ask, this is kind of clarification. When you say the second movie came out is like before the first does that mean chronologically in the story it's set before the first yeah so it is set prior to the first like if you pay attention to the years that they display on what's going on it doesn't actually like this is not okay if you pay attention to when the movies are taking place this movie is set prior to the first one Well, that's real disappointing because after your previous hint, I was going to go Star Wars. Right. So, yeah, that this makes it much trickier. Um, is it a sci-fi movie? <sighs> um, the one I'm watching is not. There are some elements in the series at some point that tie into sci-fi. Get one more question and then two guesses and, and then two I'm guesses. Done. Yeah, this is good. I actually feel intense. Rough. I'm feeling it right now. Like, is okay. Here's a great question that I might start including in my regular roster of questions. Okay. Is this a series I like? It is. <laughs> that is a good question. Yes. Yes, it is a series you like. I. Oh man, okay. I've got nothing, man. I'm I'm racking my brain here. I'm doing like aliens. I'm doing um freaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm doing um Okay, it's a larger series. The ones that later come after the second one is not sci-fi 
but it's set before the first sort of a prequel. Dude, I I'm just I got nothing. Okay. Okay. I got nothing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask to burn. I'm going to ask to switch out a Yeah, you can switch. A a question guess for a clue for a hint. Yeah, I'm going to okay. trade a, trade a guess for a hint. Okay. Okay. I got to think about this for a moment. I know. I know it's brutal. This is real hard for me too. <laughs> Because right now, all I know is that it's a larger... Oh. Oh, I know exactly where we are now. We're in the Marvel Universe, which is why that explains so much. Um, the second movie comes before the first. Okay. I'll means... give you a good clue to, to lead you in a different direction. We are not in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Well, that's that was it. That was basically my last <laughs> bastion. But I wanted to make sure that like you didn't sit there and think about 23 yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as far as extended universes go and, and timelines and chronology, uh, okay, fine. Back, this, to the fu- back to the future. That's my guess. That was a good guess. I, I will be watching Back to the Future soon. It is not this, though. It did come out around the same time, and somebody was very, uh, very crucially involved in both of those. Um, you're so, going to be hearing some rapper crinkling right now, and I'm, I'm depression-eating a Three Musketeers candy bar right now because I, I got it wrong again. I need to watch that. Um, it is six to four now. I was watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, uh. Nothing what I said was not true. However, I did throw you a couple hard clues because I said all the movies that came after the first three were way after, which is true, but only one came after the first three. That's true. So so it sounded like there was more than one, but yep. it wasn't. But that, that I don't think that by itself would have saved me. I was I was against a wall at that point. And that was Temple my of bad. Doom is very subtly and the trick about it is, is these movies aren't really connected together other than Indy Indiana Jones is the main character in all three. Like <laughs> that's like the only real big connection between all three of these. And so the last one though also deals with aliens. So it's sci-fi. That's why I was like, yeah, part of it is, sci-, you know, so. Um, Speaking of that movie, I forgave it last year. I watched it again yeah. And I liked it. And I, I was really bitter about it when it came out in theaters. And I was really disappointed. I was like, what the heck is this? I was right sort of on board with everybody else feeling disappointed. And then I watched it again. And I was like, no, you know what? This is this is absolutely the next step in Danny's yeah. story. You know, it is. And that's like the thing is what really changed my mind on it. I'm glad you're on the dark side now. You really have crossed over into the world of wonderfulness. Um. It's like it's like biting into some nice like you know chocolate when you've been eating like pure like ninety nine percent dark chocolate your whole life you know you're releasing that bitter. Um, <laughs> so I watched all four of them like back to back on subsequent nights, just one, two, three, four, and that's when it just hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just like all the other ones. Mm-hmm. The only difference is like, yeah, Shia's in it, and it, depending on how you feel about him, like can absolutely change your opinion about that movie, and also Aliens. Yeah, that's the only difference though. But like, what other like major like, you know, because they were really only staying with. Like, look at it this way. The two artifacts that dealt with, like, the Christian religion were the most popular movies. The one that didn't was not popular. The Temple of Doom wasn't. And neither was 
Like, I'm not saying that has anything to do with it, but I'm just saying, where are they going to go that they've seen in the past other than yeah. go to aliens? Like, yeah. that was kind of just like the natural, like, we got to go here at some point. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's so much like archaeological overlap there as far as like trying to understand history and stuff, which I think is hilarious. Um, but uh, I think one of the reasons like, I had a hard time with it at first, and I realized this watching it again, I struggled the first time through because in the earlier movies, the major plot MacGuffin, right? The the magical item of whatever is introduced earlier. Mm-hmm. And so you've got more time where there's such stuff happening and the plot is continuing versus I feel like in this movie, they spent the entire movie on the journey to figure out what it was, right? And I think that was a big part of why I felt let down at the end was because I felt like we had just figured out what it was and then the movie was over. Yeah. And that's really interesting too, because right now I'm watching Temple of Doom, as we know, and it's very similar to that where the MacGuffin is not really introduced early on. Like Temple of Doom is a kind of a Indiana Jones just figuring out what's going on with the society rather than like searching for something. And it's kind of a different flair. And it's interesting that both of the movies that aren't as popular as the other two both kind of deal with that same way where the MacGuffin is not introduced earlier on in the film. And they're too, they're, you know, they're different than just a, a standard, like, Hey, go find this adventure that Indy has been going on. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. There's, I bet you could see a lot of parallels between kingdom of crystal school and temple of doom. Mm-hmm. If, if you went through and looked at them, um, but it's the food scene right now. And so I want to get to this because, um, I don't want to, we are already like 30 minutes in and I don't want to, uh, <laughs> make this too long. Cause I have yeah. 14 questions for people. We haven't even started yet. It's time. I know. Okay. I'm going to throw some easy ones out here first that may not take us very long to get through. Um, I'm going to go ahead and suggest that this may be a two-parter because okay, 14 questions is a lot. And I guarantee you that even the questions you think are easier things we're going to fight about. Yeah. Well, we're just going to see here for a second. So the first thing that we just have to get out of the way right away is in the world of breakfast pastries, are you on the team of toaster strudels or are you on the team of pop tarts which one do you think are better toaster strudels or pop tarts you have to choose you can't say one is good for each occasion we have to have an answer okay but i'm going to <laughs> so like I'll, I'll, I'll give you a definitive answer but i have to qualify pop tarts can be eaten cold and i think that's a freaking game changer is the fact that you can just crack a, a package of pop tarts and nibble on them and they're a fun tasty sweet snack and they're lovely you try that with a toaster strudel and you're just miserable right there's no point that's true i like toaster strudels a lot they're really indulgent i was talking with elizabeth about this last week actually i haven't had one in maybe like six or seven years and i miss them but i i guess and oh well i'm on team pop darts because toaster strudels are so greasy and you can only eat them hot. Whereas Pop-Tarts, you can eat them hot or cold and they're not they're not greasy. So I think those things. I also think the variety of Pop-Tarts is broader. Mm-hmm. And so that you have more true. options, right? Like I'm a huge fan of the cookies and cream Pop-Tarts because they are what Oreos wish they were. Which is scandalous to say because I adore Oreos and I worship them. I love you Oreos. I'm sorry. But... Those are so good, just cold, like room temperature with a big glass of like full milk. 
like whole milk, like so good. Um, and then you've got the fruit flavors and the chocolates and like, mm-hmm. whereas with toaster strudels, it's really just the fruit stuff. You don't really get like s'mores toaster strudels. And I think that is kind of a game changer. You know, we just already are disagreeing on the first thing out of the bat. We can't even get because toaster strudels, I think, are much better than Pop-Tarts are. And you're not wrong. There are a lot of good qualities to Pop-Tarts, the variety. So let me put it this way. <laughs> um, Pop-Tarts is like shopping at Walmart and toaster strudels are shop- is like shopping at Whole Foods. They generally do kind of g- can give you the same thing. But like where I can get way more things at Walmart the thing that I really want to buy is at Whole Foods right now. I'm going to contest that metaphor because I don't think toaster strudels are much higher quality. I think they're equally awful. They're really greasy. The filling is virtually mm. identical. I and guess the, the frosting packet you get is terrible. What I would say is this. I think if you're comparing them to like low quality shopping experiences, I would argue that Pop-Tarts, if Pop-Tarts are Walmart, I would say toaster strudels are like Dollar Tree, where they do a better job of what they're supposed to be doing, but it's also so niche that you can't rely on them for everything. I think that's what I'm going to say. Okay. That's 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 not unfair. I think I was coming from a, a standpoint of I just enjoy toaster strudels so much more that to me that's what their intention is is to make my taste buds sing. And while <laughs> pop tarts do that, toaster strudels just do that at a much higher level. You what know, what flavor toaster like, strudel do you like? That's an important thing here. Like, what what are we talking about when you talk about like your golden standard? Mm, you know, it also has been about six, probably five, six years since I've had a, a decent toaster strudel. Maybe See, not that so one. You, you may go back and try them and be like, this isn't that much better. So you no, can't even... You- the last... The, see, the Pop-Tarts I know. I, I My favorite Pop-Tart is uh, cinnamon and brown sugar. Yeah, brown sugar, cinnamon, and Pop-Tarts are dope. Yeah, they're so good. And and see, the thing is, is I don't typically eat my Pop-Tarts uh, lukewarm. You can't typically... You don't typically eat Pop-Tarts cold. You eat them room temperature. Um, but... I guess what I mean is that toaster strudels to me are, you're right, they always have to be hot. However, my Pop-Tarts to me usually always have to be hot too, so I don't usually have to deal with them. Um, so that's not usually a plus sign for me. That doesn't go in the pros column because I, I would much rather just toast it than, you know, I can make coffee in a pot, but I'd much rather make a French press. Um, so... I don't know. I just, the filling is so much better. Like to me, it's just like somebody took some time and actually dedicated, you know, some time to make sure that the, the pastry was in the crust was all flaky and a little bit chewy. So it's really good. And the filling was really just substantial and great. And then that icing, if you apply it correctly and aren't a monster can do, do something really nice to it. Um, the day someone showed me that you could not just like, dribble the frosting over like you see on the box, but actually like take a knife and spread it out evenly across the entire uh-huh. toaster strudel yeah. blew my mind. Game changer. Yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. Absolutely. Breakfast was never the same. So let's um, move into something that's a little more toxic than, um, than just whether you like toaster strudels or pop tarts more. I would like to know 
if a Pop-Tart and a Toaster Strudel, you can really think of either one, um, is it considered, would we consider those uh, also ravioli as well? What is wrong with you? Are you an animal? No, I'm so, just saying. Like, no, and I think the reason is because ravioli, I think it's all about like time of day. I think it's all about well, expectations. Why should that matter though? Expectations. Context. I don't think that should matter. And, and many of these conversations that we have today are going to be basically where it's like squares and rectangles, right? Where it's like all rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles or vice versa, whatever it is. The idea is that these are different categories and some of these things fit into other larger categories and some of them don't. So I think ravioli are savory. Okay. I think ravioli is a savory thing. And I think, so if you talk about like, for example, I would be more inclined to say that a breakfast crunch wrap from Taco Bell is a ravioli versus a Pop-Tart or toaster strudel. But see, here's the thing with that though, is this is where, where my, my, my biggest difference is, is that the crunch wrap, everything is assembled ahead of time or assembled after cooking. Whereas a ravioli, it's all assembled before and then put in, which not is necessarily, the same as a, a pop tart. Not necessarily. In There's a the lot of ravioli that where you get the the meats, especially if you're doing like meats or cheeses or something. If you have like a meat that you assemble beforehand, you wanna you wanna go ahead and like sear it in a pan or something, get some browning, get some of that flavor in there before you go ahead and cook it. But but it doesn't require the ability to like. Well, also ravioli, you boil and right. and, That's and breakfast like, pastries, you don't boil. <laughs> Like ever, if you well, boil a croissant, yeah. you're an animal. Well, I'm not going to boil a croissant. I'm just saying well, I, that I, this I, is why that question. This is the equivalent of that question for me. This is just like, okay. oh, it's not. You don't boil a croissant, and toaster strudels are not ravioli. Let's, what about calzones? Do you think they're closer to calzones then? Yes. Or do you think calzones yes. are just larger raviolis? No, I think I would. You know, I might even be able to argue that a calzone is a large ravioli, even though it isn't boiled, because some raviolis can be baked. So, yeah, I would be I would feel much more comfortable agreeing to that than I would the sweet breakfast pastries. Does a ravioli have to be enclosed? Is that really like a big thing of it? Because otherwise, I've seen a lot of raviolis with little slits on the top that have like. You know, to let the toppings breathe a little bit and air out so it like distributes the heat a little bit more okay. evenly. Yeah. All right. Sort of like mini, mini pies almost. They are. I would, I would go, I would, I would be more inclined to say that a pie is a ravioli because it's like, it's enclosed from the beginning and they have the propensity to be savory, right? Like you talk about like a beef wellington or like a, a yorkshire pie or something like that yeah. where you've got potatoes and beef in there and leeks and stuff pasties for example i think could be ravioli same thing with the uh um uh what's it called not the pizza what's the other thing oh my gosh the word calzone calzone, calzone. thank yeah. you yes yes um i think a calzone it could be argued is so Here's my one. thing with pies, though, and typically you need something that f- holds the pie in place and keeps it formed and shaped, where you don't need that with ravioli or a calzone or a pop tart or a toaster strudel, all kind of parts of the same family. And so 
that's really like a big difference between the pie, though, because I, I really wouldn't classify pie as a ravioli. I think that would be further than a calzone being a ravioli. I do think the way it's prepared probably should have something to do with it, maybe. So, like, the fact that it's boiled versus baked in, like, the type of things that it is, whereas since ravioli is more that the type of bread and pasta that that is, the type of carb that you're using, I think, is also really important. Sometimes. I think also a carb is a carb. And if you – like, if you boil – if you boil a potato, you can do like a potato ravioli where you create the the outer coating with like starches. Yeah, that's true too. Like cauliflower and potato instead of the flour. So is it way more based upon how it's being prepared? I think preparation largely factors into it, but I don't think it's exclusive. Yeah. I think yeah. prep I think it's almost equal parts prep and flavor like style right like if you did for example you could do a breakfast ravioli with eggs and potato and bacon in there and you could boil that and that's ravioli but it's also for breakfast you could also do i think sweet ravioli but with like sweet potatoes i've had i've had like butternut squash ravioli that was yeah. more like a pastry than a ravioli yeah I'm, I'm 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 with you with this one i think yeah i like all of that if you took two things of lasagna and you put them on top of each other, so just take one thing of lasagna and put another thing of lasagna exact same size, would you then have two lasagnas, one on top of each other, or would it just be all one lasagna at that point since it's pretty much all the same thing? If you take two balls of dough and you mush them together, is it still dough or is it still two balls of dough? Well, I'm yeah. just, I mean... The answer, the answer is it's, it's just dough. It's just lasagna. So it's just lasagna. It's you wouldn't say that there's... It's just a lasagna. An eight-layer okay. lasagna is no different from a four-layer lasagna. Now, if you want to talk about like a vegan lasagna and a meat lasagna, and then you pile those on top of each other. But if the two, pan, if the two lasagnas are prepared similarly, then it's just mm -hmm. one. But if you've got like two wildly different dishes and you just mush them together and say that's a thing... That would be like, you know, piling uh, a Pop-Tart on top of a toaster strudel and calling it a Pop-Tart. Like, of course, that's not right. But those, yeah, those are two, two fundamentally different things. And there is one that's clearly better than the other one. Just as in lasagna, there is. I really like lasagna, actually. Uh, I need to eat more of it. It's, it's very tasty. It's actually um, really easy to make. Um, yeah, it really they, is. They do these like pre pre prepped um, lasagna noodles now, mm -hmm. where you just like you you get all your raw ingredients, you know, obviously except for the meat because you want that browning flavor. You layer them on top of each other, and you put these like hard noodle noodle basically um, squares on top of it, and then you just stick it in the oven, and it softens up as it absorbs the liquid from everything else and steams in its own heat. And it's perfect. It's really, really easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that before. I have never had to make it myself, but I think it it's shockingly easy, man. It will change yeah. your life. Like if you if you try it for, for just once, you'll see how easy it is and you will make it a lot more often. It's a great standby dish. Yeah. Excellent. Um, all right. I have a few more. To, uh, to get through. Here's one that I saw today that I was really uh, made me think a little bit. How many holes does a straw have? 
What? Does it like, have one? Does it have one hole, or does it have two holes? Uh, that's an excellent question, and I hadn't really considered like how many extra holes it needs. I I can guarantee you that after I get done trying to like tap it open out of the paper on a flat surface, <laughs> it has a minimum of two because I always <laughs> manage to punch holes in my straws when I'm trying to open them. Um. But I guess that's a, that's a really good question. I think I think to answer that you have to go to how straws are made. Okay. And I think straws are made in long sheets of the thin plastic and then rolled up and then they chop them up into the smaller strips. Okay. So for me straws have two holes. Okay. Because because if you like if if eventually that that long pre-pressed straw doesn't get cut open on one edge or the other, it's not a straw. And similarly at the very end of that, like assume eventually they have to shut down the straw machine and there is an end to it. Either the end is sealed or it's not. But if it's not sealed, you still have to cut the the closer the closer end off to make that opening so i think i think for me and my sanity i'm gonna say that straws have two holes i think i'm with you i think i think i do think straws do have two holes as well i I just i can't i can't imagine like having one hole would just be yeah people who who say straws have one hole are the sorts of people who like can understand quantum physics. Yeah. It's a very similar concept, you know, overlapping realities, decoherence, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, sure. Yeah. Sure. There's one hole. Right. I, I get it. I see where people are coming from with that. And if, if you think that by no means do I think you're necessarily wrong. Um, but just for like the way the world works in my head, straws need to have two holes. Yeah, I think so too. The only way I could argue the other way is it would have one hole with two openings. But even that, um, does a donut have a hole in it? Does a, does do, do bagels have holes in it? Or so I think this cycles back to preparation. Okay, and I oh, think yeah. most places, most places that prep their their circular objects do punch the holes out of the middle. I think clean so. that dough and then roll them into more things. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I think so too. Now that I think about it, that donuts, donuts would have holes in them, but the donut hole wouldn't necessarily be, I love donut holes. They're so good. And they're such a nice, easy little they thing are, to eat. But it's very frustrating when they're called holes and they're not. <laughs> I know. They have right? no holes. They are <laughs> donut, the hole. Donut rounds. <laughs> yeah. Donut bites. Um, donuts. Like there are so many other options you. Um. So, we're getting through some of these, and I'm very excited about it because uh, there's a couple on here that require some talking that I don't know if I'm if I want to dive into quite yet. So I'm throwing some other ones. What about what about cheesecake? Is it more of a cake or is it more of a pie? Or is it something else? I think I trust whoever named it originally. <laughs> I think it's cake. 
And I, I don't think, think it's cake. Because it doesn't have flour? It doesn't have flour. You don't like. You bake it. You do bake it. That is true. But like it doesn't have like, cake to me isn't necessarily a thing. It is like a type of breading sometimes. Like a cake pop still has that same cake breading in it. As but like cheesecake doesn't. Everything else has some sort of breading or like you know. I see what you're saying, and you're right because when you talk about like a so for me, I think about it in terms of a custard, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like a, it's a tart. It's not a cake. It's yeah. a tart. I, it's a cheese tart. It's a very large cheese tart. Yeah, I think it has has way more in common with a tart than mm-hmm. it does even than a pie as well. You're right. You changed my mind on this it's one. It's weird too, man, because the shapes of things and how large stuff is, is just really messes with you when it comes to what things are. Kind of. But I mean, if you think about a, like those six foot Subway subs, you know, it's still a sandwich no matter what size it is. That is I- true. That's an excellent point. You're right. So if you have a sandwich and you cut that sandwich in half, do we now have two full size sandwiches or two half sandwiches? So here's the thing. Here's the thing about this, because I'm going to think about this since you brought it up earlier and I'm ready. (laughs) It's all about portion size. But you just said portion size doesn't matter, right? So it's still a sandwich. So both half sandwiches are still sandwich. Like you can call it a half sandwich or a whole sandwich. It's still a sandwich. Okay. But when you talk about whether or not it's a whole sandwich anymore, like for example, if you bake bread, like a half loaf of bread, that's half the size and you make a mini sandwich, it's still a sandwich, but it's not, but it's a mini sandwich. It's not a whole sandwich because a whole sandwich is a portion in the same way that like. Okay. If someone, if you ask for spaghetti, if someone like you're at a restaurant, you order a burger, someone brings you a slider, like you're going to be mad because you ordered a burger and they're like, well, it's the same thing. It's the exact same ingredients, same layout, same presentation. It's like, yes, but this is one bite of food. I needed a meal. That's the same thing. So yes, it's still a sandwich. That's an important caveat. I own that. It's still a sandwich, but it's a half sandwich because it's not going to make you full. So then it depends on the person ordering it, right? Because if I order, if I order two, if I order a full sandwich and it Mm -hmm. gets cut in half for me and I only eat one because one makes me full, did I just order two whole sandwiches? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that can be fair. And I think it is, it is relative to the individual. Uh, I think in this case, which is uh, a bit more flexible on these topics than I like to be. (laughs) I really like. Firm definitions and boundaries. I, I think too. it's healthier and easier. But I definitely think that as far as sandwiches go, like it's a sandwich no matter what. And then whether it's a whole sandwich depends on how full it makes you. Yeah, it's really difficult for me to argue against that. I haven't, I haven't, don't know if I've had it presented to me that way before. Um, because my thing is always two with that giant six foot sub, right? Like technically that's one whole sandwich, mm-hmm. but then you cut it into thirty different pieces. Now you have thirty whole sandwiches as well. Correct. But like at it, some point, those whole sandwiches stop being whole sandwiches. But only to the individual, not right. to the greater good. But I think there's a basic requirement, like one bite of something in general for most people is not going to be filling enough to get you through. Okay. Yeah. Right. So so that that I think is is probably where the caveat is, is like it has Don't, to fill the smallest person. 
Okay. The smallest person with the smallest appetite. And I'm not talking about children because, you know, children will have like one crumb of a chicken tender and be done so they can run off and go play some more. Or they'll have like five, 20 chicken tenders. Right. Um, So I think, I think there's a, there is a baseline and I'm going to go ahead and say that it's a minimum of two bites for the smallest person. Minimum, absolute minimum. Okay. I'm willing to accept these terms. Yeah. Okay. I think I we got, may have I think we I got have lots of record. answers, man. What's your next question? <laughs> Is sushi a cold burrito? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really mad that I have to admit that so readily, but yes, it is. It and is, that, isn't it? That right? makes me like, that makes me really, really mad. <laughs> I'm really upset about this. Yeah. And I had never thought about it. And it is true. And I hate everything. I just, thanks. You know, thanks. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. You're welcome for that. I'm never going to stop thinking about that. That's awful. Yeah. Um, I'm have crying you ever had, a little bit. <laughs> have you ever had uh, sushi uh, in like a burger before? Say that question one more time, please. Yeah. So, gosh, I want to say it was called maybe Cowfish Grill. They have sushi burgers. What does that even mean? Like, what do they mean when they say that? Hold on. I'll get it for you. Because the only way I can I can think about it being a justified explanation for an item is if they are literally putting sushi rolls and remember too, sushi and sashimi are different people get them mixed up very very regularly um if you take a roll a sushi roll and you take small slices out of it and you put it on top of a beef patty between two buns then i will i will say yes that that can be a sushi burger but that's the only way I'm going to accept it. Like if you just put rice and raw fish on top of meat, that's not sushi. So, cause sushi, it's all about the, the preparation style, right? Like the, the process, the, the ceremony of it, right? The creation is, is a big part of the presentation. So unless they're doing that before they slap it on a burger, it's not sushi. Have you had this before? Is this why you bring it up? Um, yeah, I'm trying to find what I'm looking at and looking for, but I'm not finding what I want. So well, I they probably a, took I just, it off the menu because it was so controversial. Maybe I just made it up. The All-American Bacon Double Cheeseburger Sushi. Seasoned premium black Angus beef, yellow cheddar cheese, white cheddar cheese, and applewood bacon wrapped in soy paper and potato strings, then flash fried, topped with dill pickle, red onion, Roma tomato, and cowfish sauce. That sounds delicious, and I see what they're going for. Okay, but, that's that's I think what I was thinking of. But that's not sushi. That's a no, chimichanga. It's, it's not. Yeah. Ooh, can you can you go through the difference to me, like between like a chalupa, a chimichanga, a burrito? Is a chimichanga just a deep fried burrito? Correct. Okay, yep. that yep. that solves it for me. That was a pretty easy one, fast one for yeah, you. Yeah, right burrito there. becomes chimichanga once you stick it in in boiling oil. What about pizza? Is pizza just a giant piece of toast? I mean, it's not not a giant piece of toast. <laughs> um, I do think there's a clear distinction right between this because I saw this question and I was just like, 
I actually don't think it's a giant piece of toast because you have like bread inside of like when you get bread, you can eat it. When you get a pizza that's not been cooked, you can't really you can eat it, but it's not you don't really want to eat that unbaked dough. So like toasting something is cooking something again. Whereas baking something in the oven for the first time. So I think that's kind of the difference where I would go with that one. Yeah. And I think for me, a big part of it is the preparation. So like, like you say, toast is basically twice baked bread, right? Right. Um, Whereas pizza, you make the dough specifically for the pizza, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can't just like, you could have, um, you could make pizza dough and just bake it as is and call it flatbread or something and like mm-hmm. use it as like almost pita bread to dip in hummus or something. But I guess, and I guess you could do a deconstructed pizza where you bake the dough with some herbs and then dip it yeah. in sauce and, and I- then dip it in melted like mozzarella cheese queso, I guess yeah, you could do that. But Again, I think this goes back to like sushi and goes back to the idea of cake where it's like it's 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 a and ravioli it's 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 how it's prepared. Yeah. So I would I would say though that I think pizza is savory pie. Which is why you can say pizza pie is because okay. it is a yeah, pie. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm 100% pizza. You know, I think we, I would like to be and um, on the team of just starting to use pie for everything that's like shaped like that. Yeah. You know, I don't like it's, it's a pizza, pizza pie. I don't need yeah, to say it's a too many names for pastries. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Let's just cut them down. Like yeah. it doesn't like, matter if it's sweet or savory. Come on, let's do someone it. Someone out there is going to be really mad about this, but like, what's the difference between a cruller and a bear claw? Like at the end of the day, really, what's the difference? Yeah. So for me, and an apple fritter, like those are all virtually interchangeable for me. Um, I, here's another question, though, circling back mm-hmm. around okay. to the idea of cake. Is pizza cake? Is pizza a savory cake? Because it's got the dough and it's got the, the flour. It does. But I think, I think it's, I think for me, it also definitely still goes back to the type of end result writing that you get after the oven. You okay. know, because then you wouldn't say a, like, would you then say a um, like a brand muffin is cake? Yeah. I think muffins aren't cake. I think they are. See, I, I think muffins They're have mini, a different mini cake. Cupcakes are cake. Cupcakes muffins are, are just cake without frosting. <laughs> well, muffins though aren't the same. You don't make them with the same ingredients as you do cupcakes. Like they're different flour. Bread, water, whatever you want to call, like, you know, structures and ingredients inside of there. So because of that, I don't think you can classify them together that way. I absolutely choose to. Because at the end of the day, it's baked dough, usually presented sweet. Um, and I was I was actually going to cycle back around to this, too. At what point does a sweet bread like a honey wheat become cake? I, I, I still think... Mean? I I do. I think a lot of it does have to do with the ingredients you're putting into the to the bread and how you're baking it and making it too. It has to, right? Otherwise, every single bread should be classified exactly the same way. You know, like 
sourdough is clearly different than cake than like vanilla shortbread right but Mm -hmm. they use some of the same ingredients it's just the way that you're preparing them is different and they don't use all the same ingredients but you know what i'm saying they'll like I don't know. I think that has to have something to do with it. So I think the muffin is maybe the crossover when you start crossing over into you're bridging that territory between normal bread and cake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think cupcakes are muffins. Maybe muffins aren't cupcakes. How about that? Okay. Cupcakes are like super sweet. I can get behind that. Yeah. I like that. That that's okay. fair. But the, your muffin is is getting yourself on your way to like a honey raisin bagel, but it's not that yet, mm-hmm. you know. And I think a bagel is much closer to a loaf of white bread than a muffin is. I absolutely disagree. Okay, a honey wheat bread and a muffin are much closer in texture, than, like than a honey wheat bagel. Yeah, and especially because like a bagel is designed to function as a vehicle, right? Like I don't know many people who eat bagels plain. Bagels are vehicles for either blocks and cream cheese or when do you just eat a honey wheat piece of bread? Um, and don't put some sort of butter on it. If you put butter on it, you're vehicleizing it. Yeah. 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 So, so bread, I think like good bread, like artisan bread can be eaten plain. Like you get those nice loaves of like honey, yeah, but so can artisan bagels. You could say that about anything. That's true. That's true. But I don't think so. Shape is a big deal too, and like presentation. And I think the 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 consumption of a muffin is much closer to the consumption of bread than the consumption of a bagel is, because like it's 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 whole on its own. Whereas with a muffin, you usually have to like cut it up or I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a muffin is a square of bread that's been cut out. Whereas bagels, true bagels, like New York style bagels are much different texture than either a muffin or bread. They're much thicker. They've been, they've been baked a little bit hotter. So they, they are a little bit chewy. And if I ever had a muffin or a, a, a bread that tasted that, that had the texture and the toothsomeness that a, a good bagel does, I would be really concerned. <laughs> yeah. I think my, my, my biggest, not necessarily hang up with it is the, the, the way in which I think I'm using bagels and bread are more similar than I would use bread and a muffin like a muffin i'm just gonna peel apart and eat i'm never i'm not usually gonna cut it open and put butter on it but i usually always apply something to either a piece of bagel or a piece of bread mm-hmm. and most of the time it's not sweet even when i'm getting like honey raisin or honey wheat uh, bagels or bread i'm still probably making savory stuff out of that mm-hmm. i'm like or i'm putting regular cream cheese on it or something so i think that's where i do agree with you or now that you kind of go through it I can I can I can definitely see how a bagel would be further from bread than muffin would be, based on purely texture and kind of the way they're prepared. I guess I think, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, what about cookies specifically? Meat cookies is a is a burger like a patty just a meat cookie? No, 
Get out of here. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, if why you, not? If, is a meatball a muffin? No. Like, oh, it could be, I guess. No, absolutely not. It, why a not? Cookie, a cookie is sweet. Period. That's why anybody who claims butter cookies are cookies is wrong. Because a salty, buttery pastry is not a cookie. Cookies are sweet. Period. See, I do kind of like that. So, like, that's really interesting to me. Like, cheesecake. The only reason we think of it as cake is because it's in its name. Mm-hmm. So, butter cookies. So, so, is that more of a cracker then, rather than a cookie? Yeah. It's more of a shortbread. Okay. It's more of, like, a baked shortbread. All right. Like, a shortbread cookie, for example, that's not a cookie. Screw that. <laughs> Like if I went over to my grandparents' house as a kid, and they're like, we have cookies. And then they bring out one of those tins of like the plain, like variously shaped, like beige cookies that have no sugar in them. And you're like, this is not what I hoped for. Can I tell you, man, I love those. I think they're great. I, they have, I, called, I don't, I, I don't hate them, but like, I, that's I not call a cookie. Them cookies. Yeah. Calling them cookies is an insult to cookies. That's like calling, it's like calling flavorless dough artisan bread like it's just it's wrong it's wrong <laughs> i don't know man i i think they're still i mean one of them has it even has it in its name butter cookie so like i think those are I, okay what about no bake cookies are those considered cookies or are those considered more like granola you've seen those those like brown ones you know? I lost you on the audio audio. Is it on my side? Maybe it's oh, on my no, side. No, no, no. I got you. I'm okay. sorry. Um, I was, I'm thinking about this and that's a great question. I think cookie is, is a, a subsection of pastry and I don't think it has to be baked to be a cookie. Okay. I think so like no bake cookies, I think can still be called cookies, especially because you're qualifying at the beginning that it hasn't been baked. Right. Right. But I don't think a, a cookie has, I don't think dough, sweetened dough batter has to go, sweetened batter has to go into the oven for it to be a cookie. Okay. So the, that's interesting because that would open things up to like, that means Oreos are cookies as well. Of course, Oreos are cookies. Get out of here. Oreos well, they're are assembled cookies. after baking. So like. Or after creation. Yeah. You know, they're not put into the oven and then put it out. Because, you know, that's kind of, to me, it's the same as a no-bake, right? Like, they're still both cookies. I, I think they are cookies. I'm with you on that I one. mean, it's more, Oreos are more of a cookie sandwich, really. Right? Yeah. Because both, they have cookies on either side and frosting in the middle. So, yes, it's a cookie, but it's, it's also a cookie sandwich. Is an ice cream sandwich with the cookies on the side a pastry dessert or a ice cream dessert both i think i think it's absolutely safe in that situation to overlap to overlap if I was okay. going, yes if i was going to describe it to someone i would call it an ice cream pastry dessert i would definitely lead with ice cream yeah. because you know like with ice cream especially you're used to like modulation right you're used to tempering tweaking different flavors you know you've got like cookie dough ice cream and cookies and cream ice cream and chocolate and all so you're used to it having like some sort of cork built into mm-hmm. it. But 
pastries like very rarely have cold sweet cream in them like that unless it's right. like a custard pastry like a danish right so i think i would lead with the ice cream so people know that it's more ice cream i think it's more ice cream than pastry but i think it's both yeah i can i can see that for sure um so just a few real quick fun ones we got remaining and then we actually have gotten through all my questions and i'm gonna go I'm eat impressed. some some apple pie and ice cream i'm very excited i made some <laughs> dutch apple pie nice a couple days ago so what, what kind of apples did you use granny smith yeah yeah that's the only time i will ever eat a granny smith apple i uh, won't even eat a granny smith apple in caramel apples because it's it's not it's too tart interesting i love see i just i typically only ever buy granny smiths and just those are the ones i eat the most yeah i'm just, a big honey crisp guy those okay. are like just those are everything an apple should be i like it, my apples to be tart and snappy yeah yeah um, what about cereal? So uh, this one gives me hives. This question just gives me hives. Go ahead. <laughs> I want you to let me know and talk to me about what you think about cereal being a cold soup. Uh, now, can I think we should establish first? Can soups be cold? Yes, gazpacho oh. is a soup. Okay, absolutely. Perfect. So yes, soups can be cold. Okay. Um, is can could you say that cereal is cold soup? Yes. I hate myself for having to answer this way, <laughs> but I think according to all the laws and definitions, the answer is yes. I think I think anything else, like if I was going to describe someone, like imagine someone who's never had cereal, right? And how do you describe to them what they're going to be eating? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a cold, sweet soup. And they'd be like, that sounds disgusting. And you'd be like, I know, just try it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. And I think, but here's the issue for me is I think a lot of, I would almost not say it's a soup and go so far as to say it's a stew because a soup isn't, isn't always meant to feature the central ingredient, it's usually meant to just be like a broth. Like soups tend to be brothier. It tends to be more about, like in the cereal example, the soup means it's more about the milk, whereas a stew means it's more about whatever is in the milk. Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense when you go from that angle. I would feel like stews have to be like in that camp of being prepared a certain way and mm -hmm. like really sitting for a long time and stewing and all that crap. Yeah. Like... So when somebody doesn't stew for a long time in something, I I I have a hard time calling it a stew. Mm -hmm. Um, man, stew sounds really good right now, though. Actually, I may I may have to make some. <laughs> I see no reason why cereal cannot be a cold soup, and um, I think we should be celebrating it. There's so many soup aisles. So, I mean, now think about it. You have two different soup aisles now in the supermarket. You have the cereal aisle and you have the normal canned soup aisle. It's great. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's not wrong, but I hate it. I Have you seen this new trend? Maybe it's an old trend and I've just been paying attention to it. They're starting to put the Lucky Charms marshmallows in every other cereal. Yeah. So like yeah. Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, yep. all these different ones are now starting to get these marshmallows they work really well in the fruit loops actually i they like do. them a lot yep yep i, I kind of like them in the frosted flakes too i haven't tried that one yet because i love frosted flakes and i'm, I'm just i feel like 
Part of, the big thing I love about the Frosted Flakes is like the contrast between the crunchy bites bits that aren't under the milk and the slightly soggy bits that have been. Yeah. And so you get that like texture variation. And I think mm-hmm. that by itself is complex enough. First thing in the morning, I think if you try to add in something like the, uh, so like the reason I think it works in the Fruit Loops is because the Fruit Loops are just like a one note experience, right? You've got, yeah, you've got the, the fruit. So by adding the marshmallows, you get some texture variation too. And as I think the texture variation in in frosted flakes is is more noticeable and more appreciable for me than it is in other cereals um yeah i i think so too speaking of that in one note did you know that all skittles are the same flavor but they spray them with different scents so that's why like the lime smells like lime but they're all the exact same flavor actually Lime is actually apple now. They went over to green apple. Did they go over to green apple? Well, it doesn't like, matter. They all taste the same. It's just the different smells that they put on them. I'm not sure I believe that. Look it up. I didn't believe it either, and then I looked it up, and now I believe. That's wild. I can't... But this... I don't know, man. That just that breaks my brain. We're going to have to table that. We'll revisit that. <laughs> um. Really, the only other thing that I have for you today is... The most controversial question of all of that, and I wanted to save it to the very end, but we have to talk about it. We do. Let's get it out of the way. And I'm going to tell you what I think. I, I absolutely believe it is a sandwich, and and can you tell me why you agree or disagree, whether you think placing a hot dog in a set of buns makes it not or a sandwich or not a sandwich? Go. I have never, never considered hot dog to be a sandwich. Because the bread is not, like, you don't turn a hot dog sideways, right? Like, so much of the time, a hot dog is, is open-faced. I would, I, would, I would let someone say it's an open-faced sandwich. Okay. I, would, I would let someone do that. I would not let someone say it is a sandwich because a sandwich has to have the breading on the top and the bottom so that you have a handle to hold all the ingredients inside and, okay. and, and, and vehicle it to your mouth. So it's open faced because you've got to put toppings on top, you know, your ketchup, your mustard, whatever. And if you try to turn a hot dog sideways or if you're a monster and you cut the hot dog bun in half and like put it on either side of the hot dog. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could do that, but I think as long as the hot dog, so I would say that that yeah that that would be a sandwich too. But I think as long as the hot dog bun is intact, it's an open faced. So, is it? It's in the category of greater sandwiches. So yeah, there's, it is a sandwich. It can there's be yeah. just open faced versus other faced it's sandwiches. Open, it can be an open faced sandwich. Yes. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me too because so my biggest argument that I've had, folks, and I think I've. Um, I've even shared this with you before. Well, I think my biggest argument that I always talk to people about, and I think you've solved it for everybody by the, by the way you hold it is, um, like you get a sandwich from like Jimmy John's or for like Subway and the bread is connected on the end. So it's essentially the same bread style, but you're correct. I never thought about it in the way it's facing from when you consume it as being something that could be important. 
Because when you're consuming like a Jimmy John's sandwich, even though the bread connects on the side, maybe not Jimmy John's, bad example, but you know, Subway, the bread connects on the side, you're still using the sandwich to hold in the toppings where you're not in a hot dog. And I think that's a pretty good look at it to where I think I'm with you now to more of it. I think I'm more on the side of it being an open face sandwich rather than just being a classical just sandwich. Yeah. It's not a closed face sandwich. It's an open face sandwich. Because, I mean, I have I have had the, the breading, you know, come apart at the back and have had to scramble to try to keep mm-hmm. all the toppings in and stuff. And and I think at that point, once it is disconnected and you've got the bun on the top and the bottom and all the ingredients inside, it is a sandwich. Um, but I think it's a really poorly designed sandwich. <laughs> and I don't think anybody would choose to eat it that way on purpose. Yeah. And I think one of the good arguments you could also make for somebody is if you go sit down in the diner and says, bring me a sandwich. I don't care what it is. Nobody is ever bringing you a hot dog. Correct. Ever. Yeah. You know, but also it says, bring me some fruit. I don't care what you have. Nobody's also ever bringing you a tomato. So, you know, let's, you know, that's this kind of like, words are fascinating and how we define things is just fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, Etymology and the cultural connotation of words, even, even regionally is so wildly different. It is. It's, it really is incredible. Um, does that also mean so? Where do you fall with tacos? Do you fall that tacos are now open face sandwiches? Soft tacos, I could, I could, I could agree to. Um, You're right because hard, hard hard shell are very different. They are absolutely they're very different. It's almost like a uh, really poorly designed boat. Exactly a trough. <laughs> it's a food trough. It is right? a trough. It's, it's a trough that you can pick up and eat. It's an edible trough, and that's yeah. it's the same for hot dogs. And so the question is, do, does that count? And I, so I think, I think in general, tacos are not sandwiches because a lot of sandwiches, especially now as we make, you know, moves towards artisan consumption of food in the Western world, like the bread is an ingredient of note, right? The bread is something that people put time and effort into. Jimmy John's is very proud of mm-hmm. their bread. Uh, Subway has like eight different types of bread. Whereas with tacos, it's usually just a flour tortilla or a corn tortilla. And that's basically it. So I don't, I think if you, if you move into the realm of like the, the, like the taco trucks that do like fresh made hand rolled Mm -hmm. tortillas made to order. And they're, if they put like something in them that's special or whatever, those might, might sort of n- n- nudge, n- n- nuzzle the edge of, nuzzle yeah. was the word I was looking for. They might nuzzle the edge of being a sandwich. But I think by and large, the tortillas aren't the focus. By and large, the tortillas exist solely to get the food to your mouth in the same way that nachos do, right? So yeah. you can still have really quality chips, but at the end of the day, like it's about the toppings. It is, Absolutely. The one thing I would say that's different about it being about the toppings is I do think when you get into something like pizza, the crust absolutely has a huge, huge deal into it. True. I would argue that a quesadilla is a sandwich, though, because it's yeah. it's, it's no, it the, is. You have you have the two pieces of bread designed to hold the toppings inside. No, you're absolutely right. It's actually more of a grilled cheese sandwich, like a grilled cheese. It really is. Yep, that's exactly that right. So technically, the quesadillas at Taco Bell, the ones that have like chicken in them, we could really just, we should be calling those melts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Awesome. This has been fun. I've really, really enjoyed it. I don't have any questions. Do you have anything else? I do have one bonus thing that I want to leave the readers with. Um, I just, I can't, I can't stop thinking about cereal is cold soup. And I can't stop thinking about, what was the other one about burritos? Sushi, sushi, is, sushi a burrito. is a cold burrito. Hey, yeah. I hate that so much. It's, I hate you. I hate you for making <laughs> me think that. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm going to, next time I'm in town, I'm going to ask you if you want to get some cold burritos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm really excited about that. Um, well, here's what I want to do. I'm going to sign off. We've been Infinite and Pulp. My name is Aaron. And I'm Max. <laughs> yeah, here I am. Sorry. That's Max. I'm still, Sometimes- I'm still sort of wandering the nightmare labyrinth of sushi as a cold burrito. I'll be there for a while. <laughs> Um, email us if you want to podcast at infinitepulp.com. You can find us both anywhere you want on uh, Twitter. I'm at damned 3d mango. I am at max Baron Reed on pretty much every social media outlet. I'm yeah. on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Come find me. Say hello. Yep. Me too. Damned mango on everything. Um, come say hello. And we're also infinite pulp on Twitter. Come talk to us. See what you yeah. want to do. Um, here's the last thing in, in kind of, uh, the spirit of all the questions we had tonight, I want to propose this last bonus one has nothing to do with food, but I saw this on Reddit today when I was trying to research some of these questions and this one really struck me. So this is, I'm going to, I don't, neither one of us are going to answer this. Maybe we'll may get to it next week, but we'll see. So if you have a single wooden boat ship, we'll call it a ship and Plank by plank, you remove the planks and replace it with new ones and then take the ones you just replaced and built the exact same boat, like just rebuilt the boat. Which one is then the original boat? Everyone have have yourself a good rest of your night. And we'll get back to that one next week. I have very strong feelings about this one. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody.